0: i Frank Ling. And I'm Charles Lee. And you're listening to the Grok Science Show. That's right, it's a weekly look at the world of science, technology, and their effects on our daily lives. Coming up on today's program, Catherine Eband will join us to discuss Bottle of Lies. So stay tuned for all of this. Plus the Grokatron 5000. And our world famous question a week. Coming right up. Here. On the Grok's Science Show. Welcome back to the Crox Science Show. Well, generic drugs, they seem to have revolutionized modern medicine, but how good are these drugs? Well, joining us today to discuss this issue is Ms. Catherine Evan. Ms. Eban is an investigative journalist who has contributed for Fortune magazine and is a Carnegie Fellow. She's written numerous articles and is also the author of Dangerous Doses, a true story of cops, counterfeiters, and the contamination of America's drug supply. She's received degrees from Brown University in Oxford, and her new release, Bottle of Lies, the inside story of the generic drug boom, explores this issue for a general audience. And Ms. Evan, very pleased to have you today on the Grok Science Show.
1: Super to be on with you. Thank you.
0: Certainly a very fascinating book you've written here, A Bottle of Lies, in which you talk about generic drug industry, what it is and where it's failing. And I'm curious, uh, what came interested in this topic?
1: Well, it was a decade ago in 2008. And actually, I got a call from a radio show host named Joe Graydon. He hosts a show called The People's Pharmacy. And readers and listeners were calling into him and complaining about their generic drugs. And saying that they had strange side effects from it, and he had taken their complaints to the FDA and was not satisfied with the response. And basically, he thought that an investigative journalist should look at the question of what was wrong, if anything, with the drugs.
0: We've sort of been assured that hey, the generics are good as anything you can get. What's going on here?
1: Right. So in theory, it's true. They are uh, regulated by the FDA. They are um, the plants they're made in are inspected, except most of the plants making our generic drugs are 7,000 miles away in India, in China. uh, The majority of these drugs are made in plants overseas. And what I found through my reporting is that the FDA is announcing its inspections at these plants in advance. And the companies that run these plants are essentially staging these inspections. They're getting rid of bird infestations. They're getting rid of lizards, they're fabricating quality data. Um, and, and what the FDA is seeing is not actually reflective of true conditions in the plants.
0: Is this systemic? Is this still going on?
1: In my reporting, I found, in fact, that it is systemic. In the book, I feature a young FDA investigator named Peter Baker. He really figured out how to penetrate these plants uh, by looking in the computer systems. And what he saw when he did that is that Many of these plants are operating hidden laboratories where where they are pre-screening the quality of the drugs and altering data in order to give them passing results. In about 86 plants that he went into in five years, uh, up until 2017, he found fabricated data or some aspect of deceptive data in 67 of them. That's about four-fifths of the plants he went into. So, you know, throughout my reporting, what I really found is this is endemic throughout the generic drug industry, and the FDA is essentially a domestic agency that is not at the at this moment up to regulating these plants overseas.
0: Is there any possibility of cooperation from overseas agencies?
1: Well, that's part of the problem, really. In theory, there is. In theory, the FDA partners with foreign regulators, but in some countries, those foreign regulators are really there more to protect the industry than to protect patients. And, you know, Indian regulators are an example of that. They're really serving as a kind of praetorian guard uh, for the pharma industry. So, you know, the FDA is serving as a lone policeman uh, in some of these areas of the world where we are going into
0: Are the drugs severely contaminated? Are the active ingredients not there? What wind up being the problems?
1: As I expose in Bottle of Lies, the FDA is approving drugs that end up not being bioequivalent, which means clinically equivalent to the brand name drugs. They may be um, infused with glass particles or contaminants. There's recently been a very widespread recall of blood pressure medications balsartan and losartan because there was a carcinogen in the drug. Uh, It's actually used in the production of liquid rocket fuel. So, you know, these drugs, when they're made with fabricated data in plants that are filled with deception or non-sterile conditions, it really does raise a question mark over the quality of these drugs.
0: Certainly, they have to be uh, sold in the States, and by and large, insurance companies have to pay for them. Aren't the insurance companies that are paying for these saying, hey, look, these are not the things we're shelling out for?
1: You know, part of the problem is that there's really no systemic testing of the quality of these drugs. I mean, this is an industry that's really largely being regulated on an honor system. The companies submit data to the FDA, and often that data is fabricated. The FDA reviews the data and says it's okay. The insurance companies don't want to cover brand name drugs. So it's if there's a generic available, they won't. And then when these recalls happen uh, because of contaminants, impurity spikes, glass particles, um, nobody's really connecting the dots back to what is happening in these overseas manufacturing plants. And that is what I tried to do in my book.
0: Is there now a growing awareness of this? I mean, what is it going to take to change to happen there?
1: You know, I sense there is a growing awareness, partly because, you know, now people are beginning to connect the dots between the recalls and what's happening in these plants now that word is getting out. Lawmakers have contacted me. You know, I hope they take this issue further. So I think there is growing awareness, but fundamentally what consumers need to understand is that when they go to a drugstore, there are differences between different generic versions, and there are differences between the brand and the generic. They need to pay attention to who makes their drugs and whether they're effective or whether they're having side effects. I actually have a, a guide up on my website that consumers can go to sort of follow what they can do to investigate their own drugs.
0: In that respect, are are there lists of problem manufacturers out there, the drugs that really uh, people ought to be wary of?
1: You know, that's a great question, and there aren't, except, you know, what I recommend is the most basic thing. Put the name of the manufacturer and the words FDA warning letter into Google and see what you get back. I mean, a lot of these companies have been sanctioned for fabricating data for not running sterile manufacturing plants. And there are choices between generic manufacturers. I mean, when I go to fill a prescription, I often switch manufacturers to ask for one that I think is better than another. Um, So I think if consumers sort of think about it that way uh, and start to educate themselves, you know, there may be stuff they could do
0: think it's probably something that really doesn't cross most people's mind. They, they just sort of take the drug that's handed to them and hope it's what uh, they're supposed to be getting.
1: You know, it really doesn't cross their mind. And that's because the FDA has told all of us that there's no difference between a brand and a generic, and there's no difference between different generic versions. And so we're all in this system where we go to a pharmacy and we're dispensed whatever happens to be on the shelves at the time, And that may be a different generic drug manufacturer than you had last month. So, you know, especially for patients taking maintenance medications, they need to be aware of what manufacturer's drugs seem to be effective and try to stay on that manufacturer.
0: How do you find this information out? Sometimes it's sort of opaque in terms of all the material it's handed to you.
1: Well, so the name of the manufacturer is actually on the dispensing label. What's not on the dispensing label and should be is the country of origin of the manufacturer and the country of origin of the active ingredients, because often you get a drug, the active ingredient may have come from China, the drug may have been formulated as a finished dose in India, and then you're getting it. Uh, And so that information is not disclosed to the consumer and should be.
0: Certainly, this is a multi-billion dollar business. I mean, are the pressure on the, the ones who are making this?
1: No, there's a tremendous amount of pressure. And because the margins are so small in generic drug manufacturing, there's tremendous downward pressure to cut costs. And what I found is the manufacturing companies are sometimes switching out better ingredients for cheaper ingredients. They're using cheaper additional ingredients. Sometimes they may even be fabricating data, so they're running the tests of their drugs using the brand name drugs and then submitting those tests to the FDA as though it were the real thing. Um, and so, you know, what it, really the, the fraud is driven by the profit motive in this case.
0: Final words for, for the consumers out there, what maybe they can do on a daily level in terms of doing these drugs and if they want to become motivated in terms of active issue, where, where they can go.
1: I'd really direct them to my website, which is com. I just put up a guide, how to investigate your own drugs, uh, and there are links in there that'll take you to the FDA website, where you can research warning letters. But I think, you know, the best way is to educate yourself about the issue, the story of the generic drug industry, and the people who have exposed this fraud is in Bottle of Lies. A good place to start. They can follow me on Twitter at katherine Eban. Uh, and, you know, also, they should educate their doctors and pharmacists because a lot of healthcare providers don't really know much about this and haven't thought about it.
0: We were just talking with Ms. katherine Eban. She is the author of the new book, Bottle of Lies The Inside Story of the Generic Drug Boom. And, Ms. Eban, thank you so much for joining us today on the Grox Science Show.
1: Thanks so much for having me. It's a real pleasure.